Hello and welcome back to another episode of Your Drone Questions Answered. I'm John Dicko with the Drone Launch Academy, here to find the answers to your drone questions that you submit, and I find the person who can answer them. Today, that person is Kevin Olson. He is an FAA certified licensed commercial drone pilot. He's also the owner of Maryland Drone Guy photographer, videographer. Kevin, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So today's question is how are drones used in photography? And I know we've, we've had similar questions like this before. It's a popular one. Before we get into this question itself, I'd love to learn a little bit about the kind of work, the kind of photography, the kind of videography that you do as the Maryland drone guy. All right. Well, I do a wide range of things. So people are like, oh, do you have a specific niche or that I do? And I have kind of have done a little bit of everything. So like even just last week, I was shooting a commercial for a commercial real estate company locally. So I have a contract with them. And they wanted a commercial for their, their buildings, their office buildings. So I was working with the videographer they already have, and they just needed me to get the drone shots that they're going to incorporate in their video. So I was doing something like that. And then even just like two days ago, I was taking some photos for a farm. So this lady wanted to take photos for her father. Her father was getting a little older, not really doing that well. So she wanted to get a framed photo of their family farm. So just something like that. So anywhere from commercials and, you know, hotels and all sorts of local businesses to like family farms and anything in between, really. So cool. That's a wide variety of uh, clientele there. It's not always getting stuck in one specific thing. So, Absolutely. I mean, I did a little bit of real estate. You got to find what you like, really, because I did a little bit of real estate and everyone's like, oh, let's do real estate. Everyone wants drone photography or real estate. And I personally didn't really find that too appealing. So I kind of tried it, did it. I was like, yeah, that's not really for me. And I kind of backed away a little bit and Finding my niche that I like. Very cool. And so how does the drone come into play for you? How do you leverage your drone in the work that you do? So I only use my drones. I have a little Sony camera, but I'm not a big ground videographer, photographer. I've never owned a mirrorless or DSLR before in my life. So I <laughs> only use the drone. And some people are shocked by that. Some people are like, oh, can you do ground photography for me and do both? And I sometimes have to turn away business because I'm like, no, I don't do ground photography. I'm sorry. And it's just my own personal preference. And some people like to do both and use the drone as just a tool of this additional add-on. But for me, I just like focusing only on the drone work and only the photography. And I like getting the aerial stuff. And what are the advantages to having that drone perspective? It sounds like your your clients, it's a wide variety that you work with there. And so what are they looking for? It depends. Like, again, like this family that I did last week or this week with the farm, they just wanted photos. And they're like, back in the day, we'd have to hire a helicopter pilot. I've had similar things, like even some someone was selling like a 120 acre plot of land. They're like, we... Back in the day, I'd have to get a helicopter pilot and that'd be thousands and thousands of dollars. So just paying a drone pilot to go get the photos and you could have it done and uploaded and sent to them within a couple hours. It's just pretty amazing compared to technology even 10, 15 years ago. That is amazing. And so for you, what came first? Was it your interest in photography and videography or was it the interest in leveraging a drone? So I kind of have a little bit of a backward story. So I never flew a drone. I have no experience in photography until COVID hit. I didn't even know what shutter speed or ISO was. I had no idea about photography, videography. I had no clue, but kind of the pandemic hit and I was getting stir crazy in my house, super bored. And I needed something to do. So I bought a drone. Back then, I bought the Mavic Air 2. Right in May 2020 is when that drone came out. And there was a little bit of hype around it. So I was like, all right, I kind of always wanted to, to try it. Like I saw some minis coming out. And I saw some people flying them here and there. I'm like, yeah, let me just fly it. Like I am going so bored in my house during you know pandemic. I just bought the Mavic Air 2. I didn't, I didn't want to get like the super beginner drone, like the mini. But I also didn't want to get the pro level because I didn't know how to enjoy it or not. So kind of got a little bit in the middle ground. And I just started flying it. And Slowly, I started learning and taking pictures. And if I still keep all my footage I've ever taken. If you look at some of my early footage, it is awful. Like, 
nothing was smooth and you know everything was off like the colors were off i had no idea about photo i had no idea about shutter speed color grading none of that so i had no idea what lightroom was i had i had no experience so well you oh, took pretty God, good advantage of a pandemic yeah exactly and i had no intentions ever of starting a drone business like i'm i already have a full-time job so this is like a little side business that i do so i have a full-time job i work for the government and and I worked a Monday through Friday job. So I was like, hey, I just need something to do when I'm not working. And back then I was teleworking, working from home. So I was like, all right, like go find my drone, get the sunrise in the morning before work or even after work, I could just go to the park and catch the sunset. Kind of just built that way. And then eventually I did get my part 107 license and I had someone, again, it was another farm, that horse farm. They're like, hey, can you just take some photos for me? And I'm like, I don't have my license, but. So I kind of did some stuff on the table to big end. I'm like, all right, let me at least get it legit. And got my part 107 and was like, all right, more and more people was like, hey, can you do this? Can you do that? And I kind of just took off from there. So awesome. And how'd you get your FAA certification? I did it through Drone Launch Academy. I took the course through Drone Launch Academy. My first course I actually took through Drone Launch Academy was the aerial photography course. Because again, I had no idea about cameras or shutter speed, any, how to take a photo. So I took the photography course, took that, kind of learned some things. And I took the videography course through Drone Launch Academy. And then I was like, all right, I should probably do this legit and get my car 107. And then I awesome. took that course. So. How long have you been in business here with the Maryland drone guy? So officially on the books since 2021, about a year since the time I actually bought my first drone. I'm just flying around as a, you know, for a hobby and for fun. And then once the business started picking up a little bit, I was like, I should make this legit. So I registered with the state and did all that, those kind of things. I made a legitimate business and I still had no idea what I was doing. I'm like, oh, I got to file this way. I got to file an LLC and all oh, I need insurance. I'm like, what is this? Well, I'll get back here to you and your business. I got a couple more questions about how you, how you run your business, but I want to talk about your drone. You mentioned you got the Mavic Air 2. Is that still the drone that you're flying for uh, photography, no, videography? it's not. No. Um, okay. I still have it. I still have it in a case and it kind of sits there. It's kind of like, I like holding on to it just in case. You never know. That was my original drone. It, like I said, it's not the best, but I mean, it's still, it's a great drone, it's, but it's not. The pro level. So eventually after my business started picking up, it was back to almost two years ago now that the Mavic 3 came out, the original Mavic 3. So then I kind of was saving up my money. That was like my only, my first goal of the business was to break even. So my first goal when I first started, was, oh, let me make $800 because that's how much the Mavic 2 costs. But once I hit that goal, I'm like, all right, what's next? And then so I was like, all right, well, there's rumors that a Mavic 3 is coming out. So let me start saving up for that. I know that's a couple thousand dollars. So let me start saving up for that. So I saved up for that. And then now I could just buy drone equipment as a business expense. And it's not even a, like, I don't have to blink an eye. I'm like, oh, cool. Like a drone, new drone comes out. All right, cool. Like you could get it for the business and it's awesome. So it just kind of a hobby that kind of pays for itself and a little bit more. So it's, it's nice just to be able to have a hobby that pays for itself. That's awesome. That's every drone hobbyist dream. What about your drone now that you use the Mavic 3, what about that drone is useful in your photography and your videography? Well, I've actually even upgraded since then. Now I have the Mavic 3 Pro. So oh, um, okay. it was a couple months ago, the Mavic 3 Pro came out and I was like, oh, I just bought the Mavic 3. Um, but again, I was like, all right, like I have enough saved for my business. So I'm like, all right, it's just another business expense. I actually sold my Mavic 3. I didn't make a whole lot of money. I actually took a little bit of hit on it, but that's what happens when you sell used equipment. So I sold that for a little bit and then I bought the Mavic 3 Pro because I was like, all right, I wanted that extra third lens on it. So the new Mavic 3 Pro has three lenses on it. So different zoom, focal lengths, and then just the cameras on it is awesome. It's a high quality camera. You can zoom in all from up in the sky when you couldn't do that before. You're, you seem like you're pretty plugged into the type of drones and, and looking for the right drone and the next drone that's maybe coming out. What recommendations do you have? What have you heard, I guess, in terms of upgrading drones within 
you know, videography, photography. Yeah. I mean, when people ask me what drone should I get, I get asked that all the time. Like, hey, what drone should I get? And my first question always, what is your budget? If you only have a couple hundred dollars, that's fine. There's no problem with that. But if that's your budget, all right, then I would recommend like a Mavic Mini or Mini 3 Pro. If you're, you're trying to stay in that range, definitely like a Mini 3 Pro. We talked about rumors a little bit. There's rumors and kind of leaks popping out right now that the Mavic 4 Pro is coming out in the near future. So I actually just bought a Mini 3 Pro because I'm going to Europe in a couple of weeks. And that's a whole nother process to get certified over there. And I wanted to keep it under 250 grams for Europe. So I bought the Mini 3 Pro for my European trip. Now I'm kind of kicking myself. I'm like, now these leaks for the Mini 4 Pro, we'll see what happens, but it's safe. Again, it goes back to your budget. If you only have a couple hundred dollars, even if you only have like two, three hundred dollars, you could buy a used mini two on like ebay or facebook marketplace or something like that so definitely start with that anything a little bit lower than that is going to be a little bit of i consider more of a toy you're not going to have a fun experience at least get like a mini two pro anything uh mini three pro and if you have the budget kind of go like mid-range like i started with the mavic air 2 but now dji air 3 just came out like a month ago and that's awesome drone so if i was just starting out and my budget was anywhere like a thousand dollars i would go with the the air the air uh -huh. three so. and what about it i mean you, you say that's kind of like a the kind of a minimum of what you need for doing the kind of work you do. What about the drone meets that standard? What features are there that a videographer would want? Definitely as far as like the camera quality. So getting like low light shots and evening shots and sunset shots, just having that good quality. So it does not grainy. Also obstacle avoidance is a huge thing. Some people are like, oh, I could fly without it. But when you're first starting out, you can't see on the side of the drone and the back of the drone. So you have to be able to rely on some obstacle avoidance and not hitting a tree or power line. Because when I was first starting within my first month, I hit a tree and I almost lost it in the lake. And I was like, oh. Oh, and that was kind of like a, a learning moment for me. So, because the Air 2 back then didn't have sensors on the side for obstacle avoidance. If you're just starting out and you're learning to fly and trying to learn how to control it, it's definitely good to have those obstacle avoidance sensors on around the sides to kind of warn you if you're about to hit something. It's not 100% bullproof, like some small power lines. It still kind of misses here and there, some small twigs in the winter, but it still comes in handy. Okay. Well, and you mentioned even like, okay, so the Mavic, and I, let me see if I can even get this right. The Mavic 4 Pro or Mavic Mini 4 Pro, that you think yeah. is that is maybe on its way any speculation rumors thoughts on what about that drone might make it sort of the next level drone so the rumors that i saw is it's going to have the complete obstacle avoidance on the sides right now the mini 3 pro only has obstacle avoidance the front and back and the bottom so again mm -hmm. when you're trying to get like smooth cinematic shots going sideways it's not going to have those obstacle avoidance on the side but it's for a mini drone so a lot of people like sticking in the mini class of drones because you don't have to if you're doing it for hobby if you're just doing it for fun you don't have to register with the faa and then again, with remote ID coming out in two, three weeks, um, yeah. if it's under 250 grams and you're doing it just for a hobby, you don't have to have remote ID. So a lot of people are trying to stick under that 250 grams and people are purposely buying the mini drone. So if that's kind of where you fall into, then go for it. But if you're trying to start a business and you, you have to register the drone anyway, some people don't realize that just because it's under 250 grams, if you're doing it for business, you got to register it anyway. So it doesn't matter what it weighs. No, that's a great point. Yeah, if you're trying to start a business, don't have the weight be a factor because you still got to yeah. register, still have remote ID. So, okay. Well, no, I'm I'm really glad you mentioned that. It's another good reminder too of remote ID coming out here soon. Things will be changing there. So, I mean, I want to get back to your business here too. How do you come up with like your pricing structures for what you offer and the kind of photography you do? Is it is it just something you figure out over time, or did you have a good idea of how to set that up already? I kind of figured out over time when I first started. When I was just practicing, I would do stuff for free. Like I would go to a local winery, reach out to them on Instagram. Hey, can I? I'm still learning. Can I just have access to your property? I'll give you the photos and video for free. I just would like to take photos of your winery or brewery or whatever. And I would do it for free. And then eventually I started charging a little bit. And then if you take the photography and videography course to Drone Launch Academy, Alex Harris is the instructor, but he goes through like pricing and what you should charge and 
those type of things. So I learned a lot that way as well. But even recently, I've had to up my prices and raise my prices a little bit because a lot of people are fighting for the bottom and trying to get just any job they can. And I've, I've run into the point now with my business where I could start turning down jobs where it's just too busy. It's not worth my time. It's too far away. So I've kind of raised my prices and the type of clientele that I'm getting now is a lot different. Like I said, I'm doing like commercials now and those type of things for like higher end, they hire me for the day and getting day rates and stuff like that. It's good for you, Kevin. I mean, that you've evolved you've grown that's that's yeah, really great that's it. it's just a side business so like last week i had to take a day off where i took a day of vacation because they were making it worth my while and paying me enough to take a day of vacation from my full-time job to go do this that's great a lot of our viewers our listeners with your drone questions answered are are people who lo would love to get to the point where you're at or they get to do something they love and get paid for it even if it's not you know their full-time job my wrap-up question is what advice do you have for for somebody who is looking to in it, you know, photography is your thing, but it doesn't have to be photography, but looking to start their own business while using a drone, whether it's starting off with a drone and just figuring out the drone or figuring out a business. I guess the biggest thing for me is just finding what makes you happy and what actually you enjoy doing. I fly my drone, even if I'm not getting paid on a job, like tonight, if the weather's nice, I'll go fly it out the sunset and I'm not getting paid for that, but I'll still go take off some photos or I'll go to a lake or somewhere and I'll get photos of the sunset, sunrise, and I just enjoy flying. So I'm always trying to fly at least at the very minimum once or twice a week. Even if I'm not getting paid on a job, I'll still go out. I, if I have a weekend free, I'll go take a quick day trip out to a lighthouse or somewhere nearby a local landmark and just go fly it, have fun, enjoy doing it, and not get stuck in a rut of only chasing the jobs and only chasing you know this job after that job. And that's kind of what I was doing with the real estate stuff. And I was doing it over and over and over. And I just was like, I'm not enjoying this. So I kind of have to reevaluate, take a step back. And just find what you enjoy doing. And you've invested your time. I mean, you mentioned it, having doing some free work for different people or, or companies and, and getting that under your belt so that you can eventually start charging people. You we have a time. portfolio to put on your, like I have a website and I put stuff on there. Some of the stuff on my portfolio on my website is some of the free work I did. So mm -hmm. it's still up there. Well, that's great. Again, Kevin, this was a great conversation. I really appreciate you coming on. You know, you can check out Kevin's work at MarylandDroneGuy.com. It's cool stuff. Kevin, you know, we'd love to have you back on and talk more about photography, videography. We get these kind of questions all the time. So we'd love to keep you on our guest list here. Yeah. And you could submit your own questions to our audience here and we'll find the answers for you. You can submit a question over ydqa.io. Uh, we'll see it there. We'll find someone who can answer the question. Any question about drones, we're willing to answer. Or if you're part of the Drone Launch Connect community, go ahead, put a question in through there. We'll see it. We'll find the answer. All right. In the meantime, we'll see you in the sky.